Welcome to the Tech Cat Show with host Lori H. Schwartz. Each week we hear from established leaders in the technology and consumer industry. Finding out the scoop should never be this much fun. Now, here is your host, Lori H. Schwartz. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Tech Cat Show. Hope you've all been having a great summer. Just got back from a family vacation, which, you know, you just really shouldn't call vacation (laughs) when you're traveling with your family. But anyway, it is great to be back in Los Angeles. And today, we are going to interview sort of a stalwart in the L.A. tech scene, Mr. Kevin Winston, who's really a true force of nature in the digital ecosystem of technology in Los Angeles. Kevin is the founder of Digital LA, which is an LA-based networking group of professionals who work in digital entertainment of all sorts, movies, TV, web series, and anything new that's really bubbling up, um, all the new social media platforms, anything that's going on in marketing and advertising. And Kevin is everywhere all the time. I don't know how you do it, my friend, but let's have a big Tech Cat welcome for Kevin Winston, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) Oh, the audience is going wild, wild, wild. (laughs) So you just wrapped up your famous Silicon Beach Fest um, in Los Angeles last week, correct? Yes, correct. Can you tell everyone about Silicon Beach Fest? Um, I mean, anyone who's in technology certainly knows about it now, but I'd love to share with the audience really what this amazing event has become. Yeah, sure. Silicon Beach Fest is a multi-day conference, which I founded back in 2012. Uh, the reason was that uh, there was not a startup entertainment tech-focused multi-day conference that really was created by and for the community. So um, I was like, hey, why don't we get something off the ground and start something? So we had our first one back in 2012. We had about 500 people, and it was a combination of startups, Hollywood studio execs, VCs, uh, investors, developers, designers, a real a variety of, of folks kind of representing what the L.A. tech scene is, uh, all at uh, Santa Monica in various locations, including the cross-campus Corbin space and uh, some hotels. And everyone had a great time, and we decided to do it again. And, in fact, we've been doing it every year for the past five years. So this actually, this year, when we just finished this past week, marks our fifth anniversary of Silicon Beach Fest, so we're super excited. We have now grown from 500 in the first year now to 2,000 attendees over the course oh my of gosh, the three amazing. to four days of the fest. And uh, we even added an extra day of programming of panels this year uh, just because there's a lot to talk about. Uh, we have a lot of startups with great success stories, uh, VCs talking about what they invest in. Uh, we added a uh, virtual reality track because that's pretty big, and we can talk about that later. But, yeah, so it's basically Silicon Beach Fest is a way for the entire tech community in L.A., from people who do tech at Hollywood Studios to startup CEOs to VCs to developers to designers to really get together and share what awesome work that everyone is doing every day but doesn't get a chance to talk about it. So uh, and uh, panels and mixers and, and parties, and we even had a VIP yacht cruise this year. So, so Oh, my God, fun. that's so that's so crazy. I, I, I really don't know how to do it because if you watch you on, on Facebook, which I do because I live vicariously through you, you're <laughs> everywhere. So so t- tell us also about Digital LA because Silicon Beach Fest is sort of one big thing that has grown out of sort of your day-to-day, which is your Digital LA initiative. So give us some background on that so we can really understand what you're kind of creating here. Sure. 
So, yeah, uh, Digital LA is a networking organization, which I founded about seven years ago when I myself was working at Fox Interactive Media. And I created Digital LA because there wasn't a networking group for people to meet on a regular basis. Everyone is so busy working on their projects, working on the startups, working on their movie marketing campaigns digitally that they don't get a chance to actually stop and share with other folks. So with Digital LA, I create panels. I've created panels like every week for the past like six, seven years uh, for people to meet and network on a you know very casual, equal footing basis. It's not like your client. It's basically everyone's on equal footing. So uh, that's been a lot of a lot of fun. And again, we do events every week. We do like seventy to eighty events a year. Sometimes we do things twice a week. Everything from panels to mixers to uh, events outside of Los Angeles, at other conferences outside of LA. And so uh, Silicon Beach Fest is kind of the best of where I take some of the best panels, some of the best speakers uh, that I've had throughout the year and basically focus that at, at, this, at this conference for this, at this multi-day event. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's, it's great to see um, to both to have the folks throughout the year uh, attend events and, and share, and it's also great to have kind of a best of the year at Silicon Beach Fest. It's kind of like the movie blockbuster. <laughs> now, how do you yourself know what you want the different panels to be? I mean, are you working with a team of folks that make suggestions, or is it like just principally, you know, your sort of focus in this world that keeps you in the know of what the next hot thing will be? It's a combination of both. So since I do events throughout the year, I kind of know what topics are interesting or that people are into. And uh, part of that is people will just, like, tell me at my networking events and say, hey, Kevin, you haven't had a panel on drones in a while, or you haven't had a panel on influencer marketing, or you haven't had a panel on healthcare, which we actually added this year. So we actually have done all of those topics over the past year and actually also had panels at Silicon Beach Fest because we had a great turnout at so a combination of uh, just kind of me reading the news, uh, which means reading Twitter and uh, figuring out what's, what's timely and topical to people just telling me topics they want to hear about. And then about half of the panels at Silicon Beach Fest are uh, crowdsourced. Basically, we had a call for entries back in March and April, and anyone could submit a panel uh, with moderator and some good speakers. And if it was a good topic and they had good speakers, then we approved it. So it's a combination of the community, uh, because it's a community-based conference, plus, uh, plus programming that, that makes up the agenda. So it's been a lot of fun. There was a uh, developer track we had this year with a lot of CTOs. I think it was like the, probably the most number of CTOs. Um, oh, that's so a, interesting. A conference, uh, as far as uh, this sort of community conference. So we had a developer track. We had a virtual reality track. We had an advertising track which we uh, brought back this year. There's a lot of ad tech in Los Angeles, so that's very big. And uh, we also had a growth track with several panels focusing on growth. Uh, there are a lot of L.A. companies that which were ideas back in 2012 when we were starting Silicon Beach Fest, but now that they've, they've grown to be you know, national and international in scope, both as, as far as operations internationally or customers internationally. So we've, that growth was a big focus, and we had uh, talks on how to grow your company, how to use television to grow your company. There is a panel with folks at Icon Media Direct. They're an agency that helps you use both TV, more traditional media, and digital to really amplify your message. And they've helped companies like TrueCard do that. So uh, they spoke about how they've been doing that. Uh, there's another speaker that we had from formerly Dress Fab, now Textile, John Gold, who is the CMO. 
he talk, talked about the growth of this, uh, this, this company, which is basically in fashion, and it has grown to develop several other brands and it has national and international scope. So he talked about that as well. Um, the new textile fashion group is a, is the name of formerly just fab. So, so a lot, a lot of, a lot of themes, virtual reality growth, a lot, a lot of, a lot of fun stuff to talk about. And we basically provided a stage to do that. And, and as, as you're doing this, cause I think this is what's the most interesting, um, about what you do, because I don't know how you keep the, all the plates spinning because you're always on to the next thing or you're always somewhere else. But have you noticed just in the five years sort of a difference in the kind of people that are coming to your events and the focus of the businesses? I mean, has there been any changes in sort of, you know, what's bubbling up at, at the conference? Yeah, for sure. In the first year of Silicon Beach Fest, a lot of the, pro, a lot of the panels and, and, the, and the attendees were people who wanted to learn how to start a company. Uh, in 2012, it was kind of the, the start of Silicon Beach or a start of you know, all these accelerators opening up and VC and money really opening up and the press attention. So uh, in 2012, it was how do you start a company? How do you find a CTO? How do you find your first three developers? How do you build a company? How do you start your PR? It was, it was kind of this like how to get started. Now that we're five years later, a lot of these companies have already done all these things. So uh, the CEOs who are in town have other things to talk about. So we had talked about growth, how to grow your company, how to take it to the next level, uh, how to make sure your corporate culture is maintained as you grow from L.A. to L.A. with offices in New York, New York and London and Asia, which, which some of the companies uh, have. So that's, been, so that's been interesting. The CTOs talked about not just how you start your, your development for your company, but how do you scale and grow your 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 back end your systems in to be able to accommodate uh, a worldwide usage of your of your technology so that that's that's really been interesting another trend which i've noticed is we've had a lot more international attendees come oh, uh, for okay. example last year we had two dozen people come from uh, a little town south of london which they call themselves the silicon beach of london because they do tech on the coast in an hour south of london they came so that was new to have uh, these two dozen folks from Silicon Beach, UK. Uh, this year, uh, we continue to have people come from other countries. I, I met a fellow from Berlin who said that uh, his city government of Berlin told him to come to Silicon Beach Fest because he was interested in what was happening in the tech scene in LA. And they said, go to this conference. So so he showed up and he was uh, amazed at what he saw. Uh, he said that uh, he was really uh, inspired by everybody's talks and, uh, and friendliness. So he had a great time and he Definitely is going to come back so and bring cool. some more folks from Berlin for next year. So, uh, and then we also had folks from from France. We had folks from Asia uh, attend as well uh, to figure out what was going on in the tech scene because Silicon Beach just kind of wraps up all the trends and all the people that are in the tech scene and puts it right in one spot. So it makes it really easy for someone coming from out of town to just go to everything and meet people at the panels and at the parties and at the mixers to really meet everyone and then continue to make connections after that uh, rather than trying to come and figure it out when they get off the plane in L.A. doing it on their own. So this really makes it really easy to to, uh, to explore the L.A. tech scene. So those are the two main things, growth and, uh, and internationalism, some of the main trends and, and the types of people that, uh, that we have reflect that. Well, we have to take a break, but when we come back, I want to talk to you a little bit about what you're seeing in the L.A. tech scene versus uh, Silicon Valley and Silicon Alley. And what do you think sure. is really really happening next for L.A.? Because um, Kevin just received a big honor 
um, which is that you are the, um, part of um, LA's 500 most influential people. Um, LA Business Journal puts you in there um, in, in a, this week's publication. Is that true? That's correct. And so that that is that is major, and I know you deal a lot with the mayor's office. So when we come back on the Tech Cat Show, we're going to hear from Kevin a little bit more from sitting from his event perspective. But now it's you know you're you're really sort of guiding um, LA's business scene. Um, what's going on in Silicon Valley versus Beach, and also Silicon Alley, and what's happening next in LA? Because it seems like LA is now. Um, a really cool tech scene. So more with Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA, and sometimes also Mr. Redshirt, which we'll talk about in a moment. <laughs> when it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hello, hello, and we are back with the fabulous Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA, and I was just teasing him about his red shirt phenomena. The famous thing about Kevin is that he wears red. Well, now, where did the red thing start from? Like, where did it come from? I don't think I've ever asked you <laughs> Yeah, so the Digital LA logo is red. If you go to digitala.net on the website or uh, at Digital A on Twitter or Instagram, you'll see that the Digital A logo is black letters with kind of a red stripe. The red stripe is there for, you know, the entertainment roots of, of Los Angeles that we have. So I started wearing red red shirt at one of my events, and one of my attendees came up to me and was like, Kevin, that's great you're wearing a red shirt. It matches your logo. It, it's great that you thought of that because I was able to see you at the event and come over and talk to you. So afterwards, I was like, you know, I think she has a good idea. Maybe I should wear red shirts for my events. So I started to wear red shirts at my events, and it just kind of became a thing where people recognized me in a red shirt, and if I... One day I wasn't wearing a red shirt, and someone said, hey, aren't you supposed to be wearing a red shirt all the time? And I was like, well, okay, digital is always on, and I guess so. I need to be, too, as part of my brand. So I started to buy a bunch of red shirts. So now I have about 40 
red long sleeve shirts, about 60 short sleeve shirts. Uh, I have got some red shoes, some red digital LA sunglasses. It's kind of become a thing. So, yeah, it's fun. It's, it's it, to- it, it makes, it's it makes totally traveling very easy because I just throw all my, <laughs> my, my red shirts and my closet is all just red. <laughs> so it makes it very and- easy to pack. So um, I heard this uh, this insights researcher talk about how Donald Trump's hair is a brand in itself, and it helps people associate with him, whether you think it's a positive or a negative. And I think that your red phenomena also does that. You know, it helps people say, "Oh, I know him. He's the red shirt guy, right?" Yeah, and, and, you, wanna, look, and you look good in red. red. Hair, but yeah, it's uh, <laughs> just having some sort of like visual uh, in the indicator. Uh, it, it definitely definitely helps. As far yeah. as just you know, personal branding, several you several have, several okay. other uh, actors and stuff do that too. I notice some people tend to wear like their their crazy glasses, or they always wear a certain color. So yeah. Oh, I, I love that. I actually just um, I'm trying to cultivate being interesting. So I'm trying to think of what will my thing be. Like maybe just actually washing before I go somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just but, um, color. We could be the uh, Power Rangers of uh, of tech. Yeah, that would be great. Well, what, one thing um, about you that a lot of people don't know is that you have uh, a tremendous, impressive education, having spent time both at Harvard and Yale, right? Um, wh- yes, did I you, have did an you undergraduate study? degree from Yale and a master's from Harvard. That, that's just crazy. What did you study? Uh, at Yale undergrad, I studied psychology, which has really helped with best overall marketing, I suppose. Uh, and then at Harvard, I studied policy and management. Well, which also helps for all the event work that you're doing, and and so yeah. it it sitting sitting in Los Angeles now, where you've really become part of the LA tech scene, are you seeing a lot of uh, differences between what's happening, say, in LA versus uh, Palo Alto and then New York, which right now I think are the three you know biggest uh, financial um, cities in the U.S. in terms of the tech scene, and that's a little you know, bubbled because of one or two companies, uh, you know, just drawing in so much income. But what, what are your, what are your thoughts on that? Like, do you see real, you know, distinguishing factors between the three cities? Yes, most definitely. Uh, Silicon Valley certainly is, you know, the granddaddy of, of tech with all the VC money and they have there and all the startups there. Uh, however, over the past five years, LA has increasingly grown uh, to be of, uh, of interest because of all the great companies that we have that have a different flavor from both companies in Silicon Valley and New York. Uh, the different flavor is mostly around the fact that our startups tend to be more consumer-oriented and kind of get what the consumer wants. Um, we have you know, companies like you know, Tinder and Snapchat that are kind of built with the fact that, oh, Snapchat, you might want to have your messages be private or be able to be gone, you know, disappear in 24 hours. So uh, there's, a, there's additional, like, uh, concern or um, acknowledgement that what the consumer actually wants and how they actually would use the technology, which, uh, which doesn't seem to exist as much in some of the other um, ecosystems. Also, our startups tend to partner with celebrities because we have a lot of celebrities in L.A. and everyone tends to know somebody who knows somebody who knows a celebrity who wants to have a uh, product or, or, or a site or have some money to invest. So a key example is Jessica Alba with The Honest Company. That is a company which is, sells organic and, and healthy uh, things for mothers who have, tend to have newborn babies. Um, Jessica Alba herself is a mom who believes in that and uh, partnered with Brian Lee, who is a local VC, to create a startup that's doing ridiculously well, uh, creating these um, 
both, both content and, and and products to reach this market, this growing market. Uh, Anas recently moved into a large building in Playa Vista, which is increasing in tech, uh, with a couple hundred employees. So uh, that's another example of a kind of unique LA story where you have a celebrity partnering with a VC for an idea to really help launch it. So um, that's a, another example. And the third example, the third characterization for LA companies and how they're different is that they uh, tend to, uh, the, the founders tend to really care and believe in what they're doing. Uh, they mm. don't just want to create a company to, you know, make a million dollars and then exit and then go start another one. A lot of the startup founders, they, they have this idea, this passion that's very close and personal to them, and they really just want to get that company off the ground. If they sell, great. If they exit, great. They just want to actually have that product or service, unlike some other startup ecosystems where people just want to, you know, what's the next idea? Let's, let's just make the money and get out. Um, that, that's not like that here. So, so, it, so we have an environment which is more, I guess, friendly and encouraging and people help each other here to get the startups off the ground because there is less, uh, less overall VC capital. So, yeah, a couple, couple of differences between the types of startups here, um, which makes a, a fun ecosystem. Do you do, do events also in Silicon Valley and in New York? I mean, uh, do you even have time? <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, there are conferences in both New York and San Francisco that a lot of LA people tend to go to. And so I do uh, do events there as well. And it's always interesting just seeing, you know, the local people in those cities come and they're interested. And they're, they're kind of curious about what's happening in LA because they've heard about Silicon Beach by now. And they just want to start to figure out how to, how to make inroads or access to them. So we talk about how they can come to Silicon Beach Fest, so how they can uh, get involved in, in various ways because they're, they're very curious. We've had, we've had several uh, successes and exits, um, especially over the past year. We had Dollar Shave Club, which was a science um, oh, yeah. incubator yeah, company, which, uh, which is our, one of our largest successes over the past year. It uh, was acquired uh, for a, about a billion dollars estimated, which is which is huge, and about as much as Maker Studios was acquired by Disney for uh, a couple years ago. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's super exciting. And again, Dollar Shave Club is an example. It's subscription-based razors where you get a razor every month, um, and uh, they've done a really good job with marketing and branding. Michael Dubin, who's the CEO. Uh, created this viral video. So it's another example of an L.A. company using content, this humorous viral video, to basically promote his company. That video was widely shared. And as soon as people saw the video, they clicked to uh, buy uh, Dollar Shave Club. And, in fact, the site went down when it first was launched because so many people were wanting to sign up for Dollar Shave Club. Does, so does, um, do, do you think that um, that the, this trend is going to continue, or do you think that there'll be more of a sort of merging of the trends in the different regions? Uh, I think that LA's focus in consumer-oriented and celebrity and content-driven uh, startups will, will only continue. Um, another trend which we had at Silicon Beach was, was influencers. These are Snapchat influencers, Vine influencers, YouTube influencers, now Facebook influencers who are partnering with brands to help promote what they do, if it makes sense. So that's another trend. So, yeah, I actually only see this, uh, this continuing for startups in L.A. where you have consumer-oriented startups, uh, influencer startups, content startups, uh, really using these tools to increase their uh, awareness, increase customer acquisition, and ultimately revenue. Do you think also um, 
I mean, in terms of LA, is LA going to change their sort of approach to encouraging more businesses to come here in the tech scene? I mean, is there anything that, say, the mayor is rolling out to make it easier to be an entrepreneur here? Yeah, uh, actually, at Silicon Beach Fest uh, last Monday, we had a panel with some city officials from the mayor's office, the office of Mayor Erica City, who actually came and talked about what they are doing in tech. And one of them is actually, one of the initiatives is actually for Erica City to pick up the phone and to call companies that, uh, that are considering moving to L.A. and say, hey, come, come to L.A. We have a great tech scene. Here are some resources. We'll help you, you know, with whatever permits you need. Um, and that, that, that's happened. So, for example, um, he talked to, I think, both Yahoo and maybe Google to uh, persuade them to open up offices in Playa Vista. Uh, and apparently he's done that several times where he's basically called up companies and said, hey, we're at the city of L.A. We want to welcome you to open up business you know, in, in L.A. So he definitely, there is a definite outbound program to, to do that for companies that are a good fit. Uh, the mayor's office also has uh, programs that they talked about on everything from uh, kind of like solving the digital divide to having hackathons with open data. The city has a lot of data that it has for everything related to education, uh, to parking, to real estate. And uh, they are starting to partner with startups who want access to that data um, to make startups out of it. So let's say you have an app that wants you to let's you figure out, you know, what real estate prices are in neighborhood or education rates. So parents might have an app that figures out where their kid has the best, you know, schools just on an app instead of having to go through like data reports just to be able to use an app based on where you're located to figure out where the best schools are, where you should have your house. So, uh, so there are apps like that that can be created thanks to this partnership that the city has. With this with, open data initiatives. Uh, that's so cool. Is, is is Mayor Garcetti just calling you to like shoot the breeze and get your opinion of things? I mean, I would I would <laughs> he, I would uh, imagine a lot of people a, a do that. Team. And actually, when Mayor Garcetti first got uh, elected, uh, I was part of this council of uh, thirty people who basically gave gave some tips on how he could, you know, more proactively do tech. Now he has a tech team of folks, uh, which a lot of people don't know about. But he has a, a team of. Uh, four to five folks who basically uh, proactively go after these several initiatives. I, I know I've spoken at Bixel, um, which I think is a, an initiative inside of LA to develop startups. Um, but, but there does seem to be a lot, uh, a lot happening, you know, happening in town. And um, I'm just wondering, are, are businesses calling you because you're sitting at the center of all this? Yes, I've been getting uh, more and more calls from uh, companies just asking asking my opinion on tech stuff or asking me to do some consulting or some advice or make introductions for stuff. So, yeah, that, that has definitely happened. Oh, another thing that happened on, on last Monday was with the city uh, was that I was very honored to receive an award from the city, a certificate of recognition, uh, acknowledging the fact that Silicon Beach Fest has uh, – has helped the community get together every summer for the past five years. So that was really nice to receive this certificate of recognition from the mayor's office. Uh, we actually had uh, Mayor Garcetti, we invited him to speak at our very first Silicon Beach Fest back in 2012. He was our keynote speaker before he was even elected because uh, he was um, he wanted to you know, basically talk to the, the tech 
folks in town with his tech initiatives. So I've definitely been a, a friend and supporter of uh, Silicon Beach Fest over the past That's five so, years. so great. All right, well, we have to take uh, a quick break now. Um, but when we come back with uh, Kevin, um, Mr. Digital LA, we're going to get a little bit more into what trends are you seeing that you think are really interested, tech trends. Just again, because you look at everything, what do you think the next six months are going to look like um, and the next couple of years in terms of tech trends? So more with Mr. Redshirt, Mr. Digital LA, the fabulous Kevin Winston, whose energy is contagious, um, when we come back on the Tech Cat Show. Awesome. Thank you, Larry. See you all in a bit. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. Do you need directions to solid financial future? If so, the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with a roadmap to making smart money decisions in every area of your personal finances. Join Jordan every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern, for the Money Answer Show on the Voice America Business Channel. Learn how and where to get the best deals on mortgages, cars, and insurance. Find out the best ways to save for college and retirement. Get out of debt, improve your credit rating, and save on your taxes. The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman will provide you with great tips on investment opportunities in real estate, stocks, annuities, and other investment vehicles. That's the Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman on the Voice America Business Channel every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Hey, 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 we are back on the Tech Cat Show, continuing on conversation with Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA. And Kevin and I were just chatting. So you go to events that are even outside of the U.S. Um, and like sort of, you know, global, you know, big deal events. So you were at the Olympics. Um, and I love Correct. those pictures. I, uh, I, I personally love the Olympics. And I've been to every Olympics since Atlanta, including Sydney, Athens. Beijing and London. So, um, so yeah, definitely we had, uh, had a good time at the, Olymp- at the Olympics going to beach volleyball. Uh, we actually also had a digital LA event in Brazil, in Rio, uh, right at Capacabana Beach, uh, about 10 minutes from the beach volleyball stadium during the Olympics uh, because I have some followers who are in digital LA, LA event. Brazil who follow digital LA. Who, and when I was coming to town, I was like, hey, do you guys, can we do a digital LA event? And I said, yes, Kevin, sure. So we worked with the local uh, transmedia group uh, there and their local tech group to have an event where I basically talked about what was happening with the L.A. tech scene in Brazil. Uh, and the folks in Rio were super excited about that. And uh, there was a good exchange of ideas. I showed them some of the projects that are happening in L.A. In LA and uh, they were super inspired and enthused and excited to come to L.A. to see what was coming next. And then we also talked about the tech scene in um, 
in Rio too. So yeah, it was a good uh, exchange of ideas. So Digital AY, well, we're based in LA and we do most of our events in LA. Uh, we actually have a worldwide focus where we do events uh, all around the world whenever something's going on. So uh, whether that's the Olympics, um, I'm actually going to go this, this weekend up to uh, Seattle because there are two conferences there. Uh, there is a PAX Games conference and the Bumpshire Music Conference, and we have their LA people up there, so we're going to do a digital A event there. Uh, we also do digital A events uh, in Austin during South by Southwest, uh, in San Francisco during GDC, uh, in, in New York uh, during whatever uh, large conferences that are, that are there, uh, and in San Diego during San Diego Comic-Con. We actually also, this past spring, did a digital event um, in Cannes, and then I also moderated a virtual reality panel as part of the American going out to Cannes Film Festival. So, yeah, while we're based in LA, uh, we actually have a worldwide focus, and we basically, we're, wherever people are talking about digital tech and entertainment worldwide, so you can, chances are you can find a digital event. But are you tired? <laughs> Fortunately, I don't get tired. I have a lot of energy, and just like Digital doesn't turn off. Uh, the internet's always on. Uh, so am I. It's kind of my philosophy. So, uh, yeah, really I try to be at all these everywhere. events myself and just be everywhere because digital is everywhere. And in terms of other trends that are now bubbling up in our world, what do you, what do you think are the most interesting? Like, what are you really paying attention to? Yeah, other than uh, we talked about growth already, and that's a definite trend at the conference that was reflected in our programming. Another trend is virtual reality, which has been strong for the past year. LA is kind of the epicenter for uh, virtual reality insofar as we have both visual effects companies who've been doing visual effects for the movies now trying to look at virtual reality as a, another way to create an immersive story around uh, content. Uh, we also have uh, filmmakers, we have cinematographers, we have writers, we have actors who are all trying to figure out virtual reality. So that's definitely a strong trend that's been in L.A. Uh, there's another uh, conference called VRLA, which happens uh, twice a year, and uh, they, they've just been getting bigger and bigger. Uh, we actually had a, a entire virtual reality track uh, this year. We even had a design firm, uh, Cluj Interactive, create a Silicon Beach Fest VR Boardwalk, which you can actually download if you go to siliconbeachfest.com slash VR. Uh, this is a one minute, 30 second animated fly through uh, a Silicon Beach Fest Boardwalk that they created uh, just to be fun and uh, time to the conference and be virtual. So, uh, so yeah, virtual reality is, uh, is definitely a, a, key, a key theme. Uh, another theme that, uh, that's been reflected through the conference as well is healthcare. We actually added three healthcare panels for the first time ever this year, uh, just because of the huge number of healthcare startups and interest that's been happening in the Los Angeles scene. Uh, this past year, we had the Techstars Healthcare Accelerator, where Techstars partnered with Cedar Sinai Hospital to oh, wow. create uh, an accelerator where they put $120,000 into 11 companies and uh, housed them and gave them access to Cedar Sinai physicians. Uh, to be able to help launch their products that relate to healthcare, uh, everything from uh, elderly assisted care to a virtual reality goggle, so people in hospitals uh, could actually experience the real world or experience a virtual world uh, through VR goggles because they're in, in beds. Um, so yeah, healthcare is, is definitely big, and that was uh, reflected. Uh, E-commerce uh, companies continue to be big mm -hmm. as well, with companies like Bella Shave Club uh, selling things. So we had uh, panels on that. Um, so, yeah, it's a VR health. Oh, and a third category is influencers. Um, as I mentioned before, a lot of uh, influencers are partnering with both large brands and startups 
these influencers, again, are these YouTubers who have a huge following and where it makes sense and it's authentic and fits their brand and their audience, they're able to do things um, to help promote a brand and still be authentic to their audience. So that's another uh, huge trend, that, which is a very L.A. trend as well. Do you think, um, I mean, are you personally starting to make investments because of just what you do for a living? I mean, are you someone that, you know, is getting into uh, some pieces of these companies? And um, you don't have to tell me which ones. You can email me later. But <laughs> uh, not, yeah, but, not currently taking an, an investment. Uh, however, uh, there may be something in the future uh, that I'm working on, uh, something like a either accelerator or fund that helps some of these companies because I know a lot of folks and uh, yeah, there may there may be something in the future on that. So uh, as far as a more cohesive thing than just taking an investment, so stay tuned for and, that. And what and what about what about um, also wasn't someone going to do a reality show about you and can follow you around because <laughs> your life is so insane? Yeah, back in the uh, a couple years ago. It's like every year someone's like, oh, I need to do a reality show about the Silica Beach scene. So they interview a bunch of uh, founders, and I've been interviewed a couple of times, too. So, uh, however, it hasn't really happened, I think, mostly because, uh, or at least I haven't, because I'm concerned with how they portray or want to portray Silicon Beach. Um, Yes, we work really hard. We work, you know, 80 hours, 90 hours a week. But but yes, we also have, you know, pool parties and mixers and and several founders go surfing or play beach basketball or volleyball. So I haven't done a reality show because I'm just concerned as how the events will be portrayed. It has to be, you know, mostly the business and work that we do. And then the fun is like 10% on the side. Uh, I'm concerned that the average producer might say, oh, let's just show all the fun. And then it looks like we're just partying all the time, which is not the case. We're working, doing companies, uh, but we do on the weekends, uh, you know, also have a work-life balance and, uh, you know, might go surfing or have a never can event by the pool. So, uh, so yes, yeah, so I haven't done, haven't done the reality thing yet. The, um, the thing about it is I think it would be fascinating, only because you are everywhere. And I think most people, you know, have trouble putting that much energy into it and and a lot of what you do is other places and but there's also this strategic business piece to it that's very real and very smart and so it's not like you're a party guy but there's a party piece to it that nicely intertwines with the business piece which is why we're we're also um so much in admiration of how you move through this um is because you're able to juggle both like have that la silicon beach fun piece and then yet still create the, these great business opportunities. Um, yeah, and then, the business and then, is always key, but even at, even at Silicon Beach Fest, there's like multiple networking opportunities at the, at the parties. And the reason is that a lot of the real connections get done between, say, a VC and a startup, you know, over drinks at the bar, or uh, between a developer and designer you might want to hire while you're, uh, you know, uh, waiting in line to get on the yacht, the VIP yacht party for Silicon Beach Fest. There's a lot of... Um, uh, good connections that can happen through these through informal um, things like mixers. So that's why that's why we do them. We want to just basically increase the networking opportunities, not just have panels and then everyone go home. That's not the point. There's, <laughs> there's ample <laughs> ample uh, networking and mixer opportunities uh, at Silicon Beach Fest and our digital A uh, weekly events. 
And I do feel, I think we talked about this once, that you need to do some brunches so I can come because the nighttime stuff is hard. <laughs> hard. <laughs> See, this is how we get more events, Lori. This is great. You're right. We should do some more brunches so more people can come if they can't come in the evenings when all the events are. Great idea. Let's do a brunch. <laughs> Let's do brunch. <laughs> okay. I would love to do a brunch um, uh, with, with uh, something with bacon because, uh, okay. you know, I love bacon, especially out of the house. I love bacon, too. <laughs> <laughs> and and in terms of like what events you have coming up next, like literally, is it all li- written down for the year? Like you say, okay, now I'm going to plan 2016. I mean, is is that uh, it? We, we do it- have some some uh, flagpole or tentpole events that we have throughout the year. So we're going to be one of them. Our big holiday party in December is another one. Uh, we also are going to be doing a one day Silicon Beach Fest in the fall. I uh, haven't determined exactly what city. It might be downtown. It might be Orange County. But uh, we always do a one event in Silicon Beach Fest in the fall that's not on the west side, just to reflect the fact that the Silicon Beach tech scene is all throughout L.A., not just uh, on the west yeah, side. So, I, w- I was going uh, to ask, the- you, ask you about yeah. that, just that you had mentioned that, that the mayor called Google and Yahoo and said, can you go to Playa Vista? Is there um, – and I, I don't even like going to Playa Vista because the traffic is so bad. Is there – a strategic sort of vision for LA right now about which which areas are going to become the tech scene, or is it just naturally occurring? Well, Playa Vista for sure, and the reason is that uh, there's all this space to build, and uh, so people are rapidly building offices. I mean, Facebook ha- has an office there. Yahoo and Google have offices there. Uh, there are ad agencies like 72 and Sunny and OMD uh, and Deutsch that were already there or increasing their offices. Belkin. Um, which creates r- r- routers and other uh, hard tech equipment, hardware. They're, they're already there. There's a very strong community. And it just opened up that, that Playa Vista uh, runway mall uh, there as well, so with a movie theater and several restaurants. So, uh, so yeah, that area certainly is growing just because the real estate is relatively inexpensive compared to other parts of the city, and there is room to grow. That area actually will be the highest concentration of tech within like a mile or half mile radius, probably wow. anywhere in the in the nation. Uh, well, that is so cool. Yeah, that is so, so crazy so, cool. So that's, that, that's certainly very cool. Uh, but other pockets of tech are happening all around the city. Uh, downtown has just opened up uh, several co-working spaces. Control Collective uh, just opened up there. Hogan space uh, a couple months ago. They had they have one currently in Playa Vista, but just opened up one downtown. Cross Campus also opened uh, one up on downtown recently, and we actually had Silicon Beach Fest events at both locations. Um, downtown startups uh, tend to focus on uh, finance, um, healthcare, uh, e-commerce because of those big warehouses where you can actually ship stuff and do fulfillment, uh, and a little bit of the arts. So. Um, Pasadena has, has a startup tech scene um, as well, and there's folks with Innovate Pasadena, a group in Pasadena that are doing things as well. In Culver City, uh, there's a lot of YouTuber content uh, things. They kind of call yeah. it like YouTube Alley or something like that just because there are a lot of uh, multi-channel networks like Maker Studios content located posts, there right, right, and right. other it's folks so who are in the, uh, the content space just because so there's enough room to have production um, facilities there. Right, so, yeah, LA has a... all these pockets and uh, is much more... I think that's another trend over the past five years. Five years ago, most of our startups in tech were kind of focused uh, in the Santa Monica-Venice corridor, but now everything has you know, grown to Santa Monica, from Santa Monica-Venice or in addition to Hollywood, to downtown, to Pasadena, to Culver City. Uh, there's some stuff happening up in uh, 
up in the valley. There's a group uh, of and Kevin, we have, to, we have to take a quick break. We're going to take up one there, more break. So. And when we okay. come back, um, I just want to find out like what, what's next for you so we can um, track you down. Um, not to, sure, not to, uh, pretty not easy. Look for the red shirt. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll be back in a moment with Mr. Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. The key point of contact between consumers and brands is technology. StoryTech, a boutique agency, empowers you to use that tech to deliver your message, engage your customers, and raise the bottom line. How do you track and exploit the trends? How do you stay ahead of industry disruption? And how do you maximize profit from content? From strategy to execution, the answer is StoryTech. Inform. Innovate. Create. Visit us at story-tech.com. That's story-tech.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. This is the Tech Cat Show with Lori H. Schwartz. If you want to find out more about our show or to leave a comment or question, send an email to lori at techcat.tv. That's lori at techcat.tv. Now, Kevin, someone who goes to everything, if you um, are starting out in the tech scene or if you're mid-career and looking to just really get up to date and everything and you only could go to four events a year, what would your four events be? Well, Silicon Beach Fest for sure in the summer. (laughs) Of course, of course. (laughs) The Silicon Beach Fest one day in the fall. Um, (laughs) And then let's see, what else is is good? Um, South by Southwest in Austin is always a good thing. That's kind of like the the big granddaddy of, of, of tech events, which is, has a worldwide audience. So that would be another good thing to go to. Uh, and then if you're into media, entertainment, and pop culture, uh, I would say San Diego Comic-Con is, uh, is always fun. Yeah, you, you did Comic-Con too. And, have you, and Comic-Con has also evolved over the years as well. Is there anything that you've noticed about Comic-Con that's, that's really impactful um, in terms of how it's evolved? Um, yeah, Comic-Con has become more... Um, involving of movie studios where movie studios will send their actors down there to promote an upcoming movie or TV show. Uh, this year was actually the first year they had a game uh, be on the Hall H main stage uh, where Pokemon Go's CEO, uh, John Hankey, uh, actually got up on stage and talked about Pokemon Go. So that was kind of the right, first man. time that we had a mobile game on the main stage where usually movie and TV shows with, you know, huge audiences are. So, so that was actually an interesting trend. Um, and then Comic-Con continues to be international uh, as well. So That's interesting. What about the Consumer Electronics Show? Is that important to you as well? Oh, yeah. Uh, Consumer Electronics Show is also, is also big, too. Yeah, it's, everyone goes to that. I do a digital event at CES in Vegas every year, too. So, yeah. That's and, you, and you and you bring people on our tours, which is always appreciated. And anything that you personally really enjoy, um, you know, that you just think is like the grooviest thing in the world um, in terms of um, events that maybe not related to tech, 
but you know, stuff that you just really enjoy? Uh, yeah, going to the Olympics was fun. Uh, and then in LA, we have the ABP volleyball tournament that was here over the, over the, uh, over the summer with a couple of, uh, of matches. So that's always, that's always fun too. Yeah. So it's like, um, you know, I'm always balancing like, what do I want to do? What should I do? And what do mm-hmm. I have to have to do? Um, and, um, can I haven't been to in a while just because I'm coming back from CES Asia and it's just too much travel when you have a little kid, but I'm always yep. like wondering, you know, what to go to. What about, what are you reading to, to keep up with everything? Like do you have favorite, tw- you know, Twitterers you follow or, or favorite newsletters or, or publishers that you love? Uh, basically, uh, every morning I wake up and check my Twitter for like 20 minutes just to see what news is. So it's, you're basically who I'm, who I'm following. I've kind of curated this list of, of folks. So if you want to check it out, you just go to my Twitter, which is twitter.com slash digitalla and then see. Um, but I follow, you know, everyone from the, the tech trades to the entertainment trades, which are increasingly reporting about tech, to uh, companies and startups so that when I wake up, I kind of somehow just know what's going on that day for tech, <laughs> um, which is which is great. So, uh, yeah, I, I definitely would... Uh, encourage folks to, if they want to be on the tech news scene, just to follow a couple of key folks. Everyone from like SoCal Tech, that Twitter uh, by Ben Quo, he reports deal flow. Uh, for example, he will say like, this startup got X million dollars investment from these five companies, and he will kind of tweet that out every day. So that's that's also really good too. SoCal, and then SoCal. The LA, the LA Times so- and LA Business Journal are increasingly good at uh, also covering the tech scene uh, in LA too. We actually had a panel at Silicon Beach Fest called What Press Want, where we had a reporter from the LA Business Journal and a reporter from TechCrunch out of San Francisco talk about what they are looking for when they are trying to cover news. And then a bunch of stars asked them questions about what they are looking for. So that was actually a really cool discussion. Yeah, it, it seems like, uh, I think in general, you know, a topic I'm really interested in that I've been working on for ad tech, I don't know if it'll manifest as a session, is just the future of news in general, where there are a lot of um, sort of um, future of news uh, startups at your event or anyone who's sort of disrupting the current understanding of journalism? Uh, other than that panel, we didn't really talk about news. It was more uh, content and creators. Content create, yeah, which is all. I mean, it's all kind of. Um, it's, yeah, all it's all kind, kind of related. It's all kind of related. Yeah, I mean, that's just a really interesting thing, like what the Young Turks are doing, and some of these other, um, some of these other newer sort of, and what Cheddar is doing, which is, to, to your point, this mixture of journalism and, and content in a in a new and, and more modern way. Um, what about like like uh, do you watch television? Because I know you're also at a lot of the Emmy events. I mean, do you think TV is still relevant? And are you are you do you have shows that you follow religiously? Yeah, TV has has you know like never before. TV is is, is dominant as far as having really compelling storylines uh, and engaging characters. Uh, firstly, I like Daredevil a lot. Uh, that uh, on Netflix and uh, oh, I gotta watch that uh, one. Yeah. Excuse me? Well, you, yeah, well, I have to watch that one because you, you know I have a penchant for science fiction, so usually what you like, I like, so I have to watch right, that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Daredevil, uh, Jessica Jones, uh, Luke Cage is, uh, is coming out, so yeah, I'm a big Marvel fan, uh, which is why I mentioned coming out earlier, so I definitely like those, <laughs> those shows. Uh, and then, you know, also, you know, who doesn't like Modern Family and, uh, and Game of Thrones, of course, so. So all the, all the regulars. 
And then in terms of just, I think this is a great lesson for anyone who's developing a personal brand. Um, do you have a pattern of when you post things and, and do all your work? Like, do you, do you, are you very strict on sort of how you move through your day? Because you do a lot of social media. So um, are you setting it using tools and doing that at a certain time every day? Or is it really just how the day flows? For me, it's how the day flows, and I, I usually do some social media in the morning when I wake up, and then kind of basically at break points throughout the day. Uh, if I'm waiting in line for something, I'll, I'll, you know, to get a coffee, then I'll do some social media then. Um, for me, social media is very organic and, and organic to be authentic. Uh, I actually don't use any scheduling uh, tools to schedule my tweets out in advance. Every tweet is live from at Digital or the Instagram, and I do it myself. So... Um, Although for Silicon Beach, I had a team of people helping me, but on a regular basis, I just do it myself. And it's great because things are very timely and, uh, and authentic, I think. Yeah, well, you're always, um, you're always somewhere interesting, so I love your use of, of live video. Um, um, I mean, I like, the, I like playing with live video myself at events because it gets, it gets people excited. And, and that's one, one trend we didn't talk about is live video. Do you think that's only going to explode more? Oh, yeah. Live video is only going to uh, increase. In fact, for this year at Silicon Beach Trust, we actually used, um, we actually live streamed all the panels on the main stage, which we're going to release on our website at siliconbeachfest.com. So you'll be able to watch all the content for free. So um, wow. we live streamed it thanks to Verizon Digital Media Services for the first time. And, wow, uh, that's great. Yeah, so that, that, would be, that would be fun so people can see what they, what they missed and uh, get pumped for next Silicon Beach Fest next summer. And and when Verizon live streamed it, it was on their platform, or did they yes. partner with with Facebook, or so they did it on their own on yes. their own. Verizon platform. Verizon live streamed it on their platform mostly so that we could capture the video and then record it and, <laughs> and do other things with it. So, for example, uh, Icon Media Direct is going to take some of their video that they got and create a little clip out of it, which you couldn't do from a Facebook live video. So, so we did use Facebook live uh, video during some of the sessions too. But to stream the content um, live, we, we did it through Verizon Digital so we could have the file afterwards and then do other things with it. When you, if you do a Facebook quality. live, the content is on right. Facebook and you can't cut it up or do anything with it. Right. It's not the same quality level. Right. Um, so, right. so we have to wrap up. But where, where can give, tell everyone all your different hashtags and places we can find you on all the various platforms. Sure. So we've been talking a lot about Silicon Beach Fest, which is the conference. We're doing another Silicon Beach Fest, as I mentioned, in the fall. Uh, we're going to figure out where and to sign up for that. Go to siliconbeachfest.com uh, and sign up for the email newsletter where we'll tell you where it's going to be. Um, the, for the events throughout the year, uh, go to digitalla.net. That has two L's in it, digitalla.net, and sign up for the newsletter there. So you'll see all the events that we've done over the past couple of years, uh, and we also will send you the newsletter that has our upcoming events, which we're going to uh, be in full force uh, planning out throughout the remainder of the year up until our holiday party, which I mentioned. So uh, on Twitter, we're at DigitalLA. On Instagram, we're at DigitalLA. Uh, we're also on Vine, at DigitalLA, and uh, especially at DigitalLA and everything. Uh, and okay. you also can go to Facebook.com slash DigitalLA or just search for it, uh, and we're there too. Well, you have been listening to the Tech Cat Show. Lori H. Schwartz here, the Tech Cat, with the fabulous Kevin Winston, Mr. Digital LA, Mr. Red Shirt himself, filling us in on all the wonderful event events he does and on the, the real story behind the LA tech scene. So we'll all see you next week. And thanks so much, Kevin. Thank you, Lori. It's been a pleasure. 
See you all next week. I mean, hear you all next week. I mean, you'll all hear us next week. (laughs) Thanks so much for listening to the Tech Cat Show. Please join Lori H. Schwartz again for another great program next Wednesday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel and syndicated to the Voice America Women's Channel. 